0: This is a broadcast of the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network. Welcome to the Working Woman Radio Show, where we have real conversations about the unique issues working women face. I am your host, Deanna Johnson-Carlin. Before I get started with today's topic um, for um, our episode today, I'd like to share a couple of things with my listening audience First, I want to say thank you to the Ultimate Christian Podcast Network for giving me the opportunity to do this podcast. Doing this podcast has really been a dream come true for me and I'm extremely grateful. I also want to thank my listeners for tuning in because without you, there really wouldn't be a show. Now, with that being said, I want to encourage each of you to take a few moments to subscribe to the Working Woman Radio Show. I say that because I know that some of you are listening, I'm getting great feedback, but I'm not sure if you're downloading and subscribing uh, to the episodes. So go to the Working Woman Radio Show page, scroll down to the bottom of the page, look for your streaming service, or you can use the link at the bottom of the page to subscribe. Like I said, I'm getting great feedback. I know people are listening. Um, But I don't know whether everyone knows how to subscribe and download doing both of those things lets the network see how the show is doing and allows me to continue to stay on the air and provide meaningful content. So please make sure to to subscribe, to download and to share the show with your friends. So with that being said, let's move on to today's topic. Now over the past several months since I've started the show, I've dedicated the majority of the episodes to women who are currently in the workforce, but today I wanted to do something a little bit different. Although many women work at jobs outside the home, 71% to be exact. Statistics show that 29% of women are full-time stay-at-home moms. And many of these women are college educated. They previously had careers, but chose to suspend their careers in order to be at home full-time with their children. And now, since that's the case, I thought it would be a good idea to dedicate a Working Woman Radio Show podcast to the topic of how women who are stay-at-home moms can continue to do things to maintain and build their work skills so that if they decide or when they decide to rejoin the workforce full-time, they'll be prepared. As someone who has been a homeschooling stay-at-home mom for many years, I want to share you share with you some ways, four main ways to be exact about how I built my own work resume. So here we go. Number one. The number one way I think I um, built my, my skills, my work skills while at home was to continue to do, to educate myself. So basically continuing education. Now you can do continuing education in a number of ways. Way number one is to plug into a workshop or a class at a local college. As a member of a homeschool association, I was required to do eight hours of CE every year, and the classes were built into the program so I didn't have to go around and look for them. However, if you're not a part of a program like this, almost every college or university offers a variety of continuing education classes for adult learners. For instance, Clayton State University, where my daughter goes to school, has a variety of courses, including classes on photography, art design, business computer applications information technology and much much more so plug into a workshop a seminar a class um at a local offered at a local recreation center offered at a local college another way to con to, to do continuing education is to plug into online live seminars, or webinars is what they're called when they're online. Now, if you're not sure how to find a webinar, just do a Google search, and you will find tons and tons of them, basically on any topic that you want. As a matter of fact, I completed a series of webinars uh, sponsored by SCORE uh, a few years ago. Now, SCORE is a program that provides mentoring and education to thousands of startup and existing businesses. They were free and they were extremely informative. Another way to do continuing education is to read a lot of books, read, uh, and stay up to date on current events. As a stay at home mom, it's so easy to become so involved with our children and all of their activities and interests um, that we forget about our own development. Um, But I think it's extremely important to make sure we're putting and pouring into ourselves and a good way to do that is to read books read about things that interest you i like self-help books so i have a lot of them on my bookshelf if you were to come and to my library you'd see tons and tons of self-help books um, and I pour over these books and, and, and refer back to them from time to time. But I also like reading about people who are making a difference in our world. And that's something I get to do a little bit more now that all my children are grown up. Last year, for instance, I read Becoming. That was, um, that was a book written by Michelle Obama. Uh, and then I read Gary Chapman's book, Love is a Verb. Um, and I read another book, um, The Boy Crisis. Uh, these were all books that opened my mind to the possibilities of what could be if we choose to step out on faith and do the next thing. Um, I want to encourage you to really plug into current events. Don't just read the chat trashy, gossipy stuff that you see on your newsfeed when you're on social media, but read the good stuff, read the important stuff, read about the stuff that matters. There are a lot of things happening around the world worth knowing about and reading a good news article by a reputable news source can open up your mind to a world of things, a world of things around you. It'll broaden your perspective and it'll increase your knowledge. So read, read, read. Number two. A number two way to increase your work skills and to stay marketable is through volunteering. I cannot say enough about this. The opportunities for volunteering are really limitless. Over the years, I have worked as a volunteer for my neighborhood association, at the various churches where I was a member at, for my homeschool groups, uh, and for a variety of sports and educational teams that my children were on volunteering is a great way to give back but it's also a way to develop your own passions you won't have to look very far for these opportunities just plug into the things that you're currently interested in and see how you can make a difference and remember just because you don't get paid to do a job doesn't mean that it's not a job worth doing Look for ways to volunteer and help others. It will allow you the opportunity to develop your gifts and you will be surprised at the doors it will open for you. I'm going to talk a little bit about that, more about that later in the program. A third way to build skills as a stay at home mom is through networking. And I'm going to say that network, network, network. Now, as an extrovert, Uh, And as a natural born social butterfly, connecting with other people is just intuitive. It's just who I am. It's what I do. It's in my DNA. But I realize that that's not always the case for everybody. So let's talk about ways that you can network and stay in touch with others as a stay at home mom. One great way to network with others is simply to take time to do lunch with a couple of people or with a small group of people. I regularly call up professional friends as well as other friends, and I schedule lunch. You gotta eat, like the commercial says. Um, it allows us time to connect with each other face-to-face, pick each other's brains about a variety of subject matter and get encouragement and inspiration from each other. You know um facebook is great social media is great but there's nothing like a face to face meeting just a couple of weeks ago i hosted a working woman radio show social media lunch and learn in my home and each of the ladies who attended was about 10 of us i think brought a dish to share we sat around the dining room table and we talked about all things social media we were all at different places as far as um You know um, what we knew about social media some people were on the one side of the spectrum where they didn't know very much others were on the other side of the spectrum that we knew a lot more but we shared and we exchanged and it was you know questions were asked and answered it was a great time another way to network would be to join a professional organization As a former home educator and as a professional storyteller, as a neighborhood block captain, as a writer, I have been members of several professional associations and neighborhood groups, including the DeKalb Christian Home Educators, uh, the Northeast Preparatory Academy, the, the Southern Order of Storytellers. Uh, which, is a, which was an association for professional storytellers, the Greater Towers uh, Neighborhood Association, and the Atlanta Writers Club. So plug into a professional organization. It's a great way to stay on top of the latest information in your field. Uh, and to learn new things, it's um, there's there's, um, there's so much benefit in it, and you always I always come away from these meetings feeling inspired and invigorated. Um, another way to network would be to go to events in the community, meet new people i recently attended an naacp general meeting at the beginning of the year and i got a chance to see some people I already knew touch base with them bring them up to speed they brought me up to speed about just things in the community uh, but also made a lot of new connections i went there with my camera and my phone i love to take pictures so that's just something i do uh and so and um did a lot of selfies, and posted them on Facebook, made new friends, made new connections, and because you never know who's gonna be the one to help you in the future or who you can help. So go out into the community. Don't be afraid to sit in on a meeting and go to new places and new spaces. Um, In any given month, there are all kinds of civic meetings um, taking place in your community. Just look at a community paper or do a Google search. Uh, or look on Facebook events you can easily find them so they're there. Now a final suggestion for maintaining your marketability would be to create and or or update your resume. I cannot emphasize how important it is to do this. Your resume is your calling card. It precedes you. It has the potential to open doors for you or to slam them shut. Now, I'm gonna share a story with you. Several years ago, an editor at a local paper here in the Metro Atlanta area asked me about working as a part-time writer for her company. Since I love to write and tell stories, I was very excited about the opportunity. I went home and told my husband, he said, well, it would be a good idea for me to write a resume, but I was a little tentative. I'd been a homeschooling mom, I think at that point, for about 18 years, and I was thinking to myself, what could I possibly put on a resume? As I sat down at the computer, attempted to pull one together, I was struggling with some self-doubt. I just kept thinking other women have been developing themselves professionally in the workplace for all this time. I had been home helping my kids learn grammar and spelling and punctuation. But what I failed to realize in those moments was that teaching writing to my children and helping other children in the homeschooling community do the same thing had been developing. i had been developing my passions as I did that. When I started writing down everything I had done, I was so shocked to see all of my accomplishments. I eventually interviewed for the position and and I did get the part-time job and that job, All those years ago, it's been about 12 years now, that job has opened the door to several other opportunities and it's really paved the road to me doing what I do now, being the full-time entrepreneur, pursuing my passions, and doing, doing many of the things that I love. Sitting down, ladies, and compiling on paper your work accomplishments is a powerfully motivating activity. I'm just going to tell you that. It may feel laborious and tedious at first, but I have always found the end result to be invigorating. So let's talk about how to actually do that. First and foremost, you have to prepare. So you need to go back and get an old resume. If you have one, refer back to that. That's a great place to start. Get it out, look at it, go over it. Then get a notebook out or some sheets of paper and start filling in the gaps on the notebook just start writing down all the things that you've done since then and uh don't forget please don't forget to write down any and all volunteer positions once you've done that next go to go over your notes with your spouse or with another family member or a trusted friend ask them if you've left anything off the list if they know you well they'll be able to give you some good feedback i have done this for a close friend and let me tell you how surprised she was um at some of the accomplishments she had forgotten that i reminded her about i said to her you forgot this And you forgot that. And she was like, oh, my God, I forgot. You're so right. So you definitely want to go over those things with a good friend or a relative or a spouse. Sometimes what happens is that we take what we do for granted. And so it's important to get a second set of eyes to look at what what we're doing. Um, Now, the next step would be to go to the computer and start formatting. If you need help with a good resume, all you gotta do is look online. There are literally thousands of them, thousands and thousands of formats. Actually, it can be a bit overwhelming. So um, I'll make sure that I put some links to a few good ones on my show page, on the show page of this podcast. So don't forget to to look back for that. Anyway, there's a lot of help out there. Also, if you decide that formatting your resume is too much of a chore for you, it's okay to hire a professional to do it. The cost for compiling a professional resume will range anywhere from hundred dollars to a thousand dollars. I mean, it's there's a wide um, range as far as what costs um can what a resume can cost. Uh, it all depends on what you want how fancy you want it to be any extra things that you want to put with it the other thing would be um to remember when you're doing your resume that a lot if and um is that you will depending on the job you apply for you may have to do more than one you want to make sure that every resume you eventually send out is specific to the job that you are applying for but that's another subject for another day. But I cannot express to you how important it is um to do a resume and to keep it up to date. And what you might want to do um is every time you volunteer, every time you learn a new skill, every time you do something different that um that that can be that's any way related to you know your profession, go go ahead and just update it. You don't have to wait, you know years and years to update your resume. You can you can update it along and along. It may actually be better to do it that way. That's what I've done and it keeps it from being this big laborious job. So I'm hoping that um, some of those tips um, I just gave you for building your um, work skills and maintaining your work skills so that um, as a stay-at-home mom, so that you are better prepared to re-enter the workforce uh, if and when the time comes. I'm hoping that that, um, I'm hoping these are tips that you can use um, because um, I think that these things are, um, these are the kinds of things we need to be doing to, uh, to keep ourselves, um, to make sure we're not slipping through the cracks. So many times as moms, we take care of everybody else, um, but we don't always do a great job of taking care of ourselves. So we need to make sure that we're doing better about that. Well, our time together is just about up. I hope and pray that the things I shared with you today will provide you with some practical ways to keep your work skills up and remain marketable. Again, to those of you who are listening, if you haven't already done so, I really want to encourage you to subscribe and download episodes of the show. Downloading and subscribing to the podcast helps support the show and it allows me to continue to create good content as i told you before your support is what helps keeps me on the air so subscribe and download to the working woman radio show by going to www.theworkingwomanradiopodcast.com you can also find us by visiting the ultimate christian podcast network and clicking on the working woman radio show page or you can look for the show um on your favorite streaming service for more information about upcoming podcasts and Working Woman Radio Show events, you can also go to the Working Woman Radio Show Facebook page and please become a friend. Please share your comments and your questions because I really want to hear from you. Uh, and um, I will also make the resources that I mentioned on the episode. This episode, um, I'll make those available on the show page. So be sure to look scroll down on the show page and click on the links and download them. Uh, I think they'll be I think the resources that I will provide will be helpful for you. Well God bless and we will see you next time on the working movement video.